What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Another episode of the Music Guy podcast. The podcast about a couple of guys trying to make their way in the music industry. My name is Al Rowe. I'm a singer-songwriter, record producer, guitarist, music educator, uh, streamer, whatever else I am. And I'm happy to be broadcasting to you from the beaches in Toronto, Ontario. It's warm now. We can walk down, feel the sand between betwi- betwixt our toes, you know. Uh, and uh, it's it's beautiful. It's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful season here. Um, I'm joined, as I often uh, am and almost always am, by my partner in crime, co-host of the Music Guy podcast, Mr. Michael Hebbs coming at you from somewhere in the world. Where where are you at, my friend? Uh, we're actually on the ocean now. You know what the funny thing is, though? I think it's the Atlantic Ocean. The Pacific's on the other side, right? I That always confused me because I figure at one point the Pacific Ocean becomes the Atlantic Ocean. Like, are True they that. completely separated? Or like... <laughs> Scholars only know. I don't know. <laughs> This is my <laughs> this is my uh, my lack of geographical knowledge showing, um, but I uh, know so the cruise is, is is going. I know you guys had some some hiccups. Uh, oh, yeah. You haven't been playing. Uh, how many actual shows have you played? Any at all, or have, have you, are you still sort of waiting to get that rolling? Jeez, I don't know what was on the last podcast because uh, we're terrible hosts. And uh, we haven't done a podcast for a while, but <laughs> our lives have been crazy. Um, but we're both doing wonderful things. Um, but as far as it is now, we were supposed to be in Israel, but obviously the conflict in Israel, we're just not going there now. We we're supposed to get a Pfizer vaccine, uh, and they really fucking, they really shanghaied me. Now I'm getting the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. That's like the opposite of Pfizer. Um, so we're going to Florida. <laughs> we're going to operate at a Florida, go to the Caribbean, which is cool. Uh, I would have liked to have gone to Greece, but you know, it's fine. Uh, me and Captain Sindre will take that up later. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's so touch and go. We were supposed to be playing like, I think the beginning of this month. It's, uh, it's like the 20 something, right? Yeah. 27th. Yeah. We we're supposed to be playing like May 3rd. Uh, so we haven't started playing. We're not going to start playing until July. Uh, so I mean, for me, it's great because all we're doing is rehearsing every other day. And then on the days off, I get to practice like the tunes a bunch and cause it's fucking hard stuff. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's been great, but yeah, have not been playing. What about you guys? You guys are fucking producing like crazy. Yeah. We're, uh, we're in the middle of two projects currently. We're about to start a third, uh, so the first project is uh, a group called One Trick Pony out of uh, England. Uh, hopefully I'm correct on that. Uh, definitely the UK. Um, and yeah, it, it was really cool. We did um, uh, we did a session out of Loudmouth Studios in Toronto. And we had... Um, those two from Loudmouse, um, sorry, Loudmouse. Jeez, my brain today is not <laughs> operational. <laughs> uh, we brain. had the two of them from One Trick Pony. Yeah, dude, my brain. Um, uh, 
we had the two the two the two singer songwriters from One Trick Pony on a Zoom call for like eight hours while we were tracking oh, so cool. all their uh, yeah all their bed tracks. Uh, so what they did was they sent us a scratch vocal to a to a click of each of the songs that we're doing, and you know we had demos with what the chords were and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff, and then we actually you know just recorded to that and stretched the tempo a little bit if needed. Um, we were able to, you know, change some sections if we needed and, and, and you know, move the bridge four bars earlier, whatever. Yeah. Uh, our engineer, Kevin Dietz, who Dietz. listeners of this show will know, um, was, Juno you know, excellent winning. in that regard. Just sort of, do you know, award winner, man. I mean, what, we get the best here. And he, he's excellent at just, you know, reacting on the fly. It's like, okay, yeah, we're going to, we're gonna move the uh, we're gonna move the bridge in front of the solo now, and it's like okay. Normally that would be a little bit easier because you just hit record and we would just play it again, yeah. <laughs> and the way we wanted to. But in this case, it was like okay, well we have to edit this this scratch vocal track to accommodate for that because there's no there's no way to get uh, these guys to 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 sing it again. Um, so that was a cool experience. We were using audio movers to transmit the sound. Ooh, brought up on another episode. Sean J. Giovanni. Very awesome people. And uh, yeah, so we we transmitted the audio that way. It seemed to work really well. I, I couldn't hear what they were hearing, but it, it seemed like it was quite responsive and they were they were right there. You know, after a take, they were able to be like, yeah, that sounded great. You know, it was almost like they were right in the room with us. So, yeah. um, so you know, props to, uh, props. Shout us to Zoom, a company that, you know, it's a real small startup company. Uh, they really need my support, so they I just do. wanted to shout out Zoom. Nobody's buying their premium features. They're only buy. They're only doing the free version, like me. <laughs> One hour meetings and then. Re- I'm a premium re- user, my friend. I, you're I, had, a I user? had to. I had to make the what? Move. Yeah, I pay. Yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ, twenty bucks a month. Living yeah. in the beaches, premium yeah. Zoom user. You got sound panels. I mean. Yeah, man. What can I say? I'm very impressed. Yeah, business is good, you know? Yeah, business is good the, uh... during COVID. <laughs> I mean, in some senses, the the agenda has fucking swerved. You know what I mean? I'm thinking of that that move in football where the guy with the ball is running and then he does like kind of like a fucking like 360 turn and goes the other way. That's what the agenda's done. Um, pivot. Yeah, you pivoted. You pivoted hard. Yeah. Uh, which is great. So we have a weird topic today, don't we, Alro? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yes, it's uh, yeah, yes. Oh, it's yes. something that you've wanted to talk about for a little while. Um, but uh, it's uh, well, it's the topic of burnout, right? And I think everybody's experienced that to some degree yeah. in the music business. And I'm not Every sure business. that it's really. I mean, in any yeah, yeah. any vocation really i'm not sure that it's really talked about in i mean i'm sure it is talked about but like 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 roll with me here like if you're at if you're at a quote-unquote regular job like it's okay to hate your job yes you know because it's a it's a regular job and like you know nobody wants to work we we just want to lay in the sun all day you know so but when you have like a job that's supposed to be a fun job, like, you know, music, or maybe you're in media, or maybe you're in, um, you know, 
I don't know. Sports is a bit different. You paint watercolors. Like, obviously, people get injured and stuff. Um, but, you know, I, I just think in, in these sort of quote-unquote fun jobs, and not to say that music's not a fun job. It's an amazing job. I'm super lucky and, and grateful to be a part of this industry. Um, but I, I think it's a little people are a little less a little less willing to come forward and say, man, like, I'm really, really burnt out right now, yeah. you know, because we're all so um, grateful just to be here that I think you can disguise that. So, yeah, so I think it's it's got, you know, it's an interesting um, topic in, in an industry where, like, you know, maybe nobody's talking about it, but it's rife with examples of burnt out artists and, oh. and creators and, and whatever else, like, and we'll, we'll get into that. But so, yeah, I, I think it's a, a, a pretty cool topic to bring up and just maybe share our experiences and share sort of how we've, you know, navigated that and, and maybe some advice to uh, the people who, who are struggling. Not that we're like qualified to give any advice, but, you know, if you're here listening to us, you know, you know that we have zero qualifications and we appreciate you being here. Yeah, uh, I have so. half a music degree. <laughs> Uh, and 32 years of pain. Yeah. Um, but no, the reason why I wanted to talk about this, and I just thought it was funny, I, I've been watching this show, Willie kind of turned me on to, and it's only on Apple Music, so it's weird. It's called uh, Tales from the Tour Bus, um, and it's by the creator of King of the Hill. So I'm not sure if he animates it, but it's okay. like, you know, King Mike of the Judge? Hill-esque. Yeah, that's exactly it. King of the Hill-esque, you know, animations, and then he's the one narrating it. Uh but so each story that he's telling has an animation for it. And those are kind of funny too. But literally he starts off with country music and just goes like, uh, like goes off about, you know, how wild country musicians were back in the seventies and all that shit. But, uh, and it also reminds me of another podcast. Uh, it's something cocaine and country music. Uh, and I, I think it's about the mm. same thing, just how wild these people were. But I think every musician back then, um, at least the really successful ones uh, were mostly this way. The idea is, you know, these guys would literally work in human amounts. Um, the, um, the amount of work that you couldn't do unless you were on something enhancing you. Um, and, uh, you know, it took a toll on their sanity. Uh, in one of the episodes, uh, Waylon Jennings, uh, he's been up for three days and... Uh, I think he ties someone to a tree. No, yeah, he ties he ties someone to a tree. He he's at some point he's like passed out, like hanging out of his car. His so he's driving drunk nonetheless, but also passed out. I think he tries to shoot one of his <laughs> friends. It's just like a mess. And obviously, wow. you know, I'm not a fucking doctor, but I do think that the how hard the life they've lived is like a symptom of something you know what i mean you see it in uh we we had a list of names of just artists who you know maybe we could say have burnt themselves out physically and mentally but i mean like let, let me pull up al was very kind because my internet connection fucking blows um and i'm sure my internet's gonna go out in like <laughs> let's actually have a nice little little countdown <clears throat> in six minutes um and then i'll have to rejoin but uh, so the official definition, uh, and I'm pretty sure this is the World Health Organization. They just like finally yeah, World Health Organization. They just yeah. finally kind of recognize this as a thing, and it's more so like like a regular job thing. Like this is the definition for it. Um, so say for instance, burnt out 
is a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. It is characterized by three dimensions, feelings of energy, depletion, or exhaustion, increased mental distance from one's job, or feelings of negativism, interesting, or cynicism related to one's job, and reduced professional efficacy. Um, so, like, yeah, like, it's something that you and me have encountered, you know, when you've played too many gigs, learned too many set lists, uh, burned the candle at both ends, just too much and then you're just kind of like done with it and you know maybe even entertaining the idea of like how the fuck am i going to get out of this career um you know that sort of thing (laughs) um and it's just interesting because in a musician sense the thing that i'm seeing in this show and then thinking about like my favorite artists uh is this sort of idea because they do talk about um you know, that this can lead to anxiety, depression, uh, substance abuse, uh, panic attacks, which I think was what happened with me. You know, like I was, I was destroying myself working at this point because I was just not good at learning tunes. I was literally the problem. Mm. I get a 30 song set list and I would, you know, spend every waking moment for, you know, that week learning it, uh, to, and I'd be super worried about it. Uh, and yeah, like it just, after a few months of that, I was just started having panic attacks. But um, you see that with, say, for instance, Prince. Um, you know, Prince is more almost like a physical burnout. He went from being like, you know, a uh, young dude who could, you know, sing these crazy like screams and like, you know, do these crazy dance moves and heels. And then by the end of his life, he couldn't walk without a cane, couldn't dance at all, was on fucking, uh, what's, what's fentanyl? Literally like the heaviest opiate that I, I like, once again, I'm mm-hmm. not a doctor. I, my understanding it is it's, it's heavy as it gets, you know, it's the sort of thing that if your average human being gets a little taste of it, it'll fucking kill them. Um, but he was actually taking this just to not, you know, be in excruciating pain. It's the same thing that killed, uh, what's his face? Tom Petty fentanyl um Mm. and uh you know michael jackson was same thing prescription pain pain pills that killed him justin bieber had uh trouble with prescription pain pills and it's just that idea that these people are worked to a level that destroys them uh and fucking destroys their mind Mm. you know uh and leads to serious mental problems and on one end, it's like really sad. In Tales from the Tour Bus, it's hilarious because, you know, all of these wacky things that they're doing. But I, I think there's a reason why they're doing these things. So it's interesting. So in that show, is that all true stories? All is true. It dramatization based on true stories? It's, and like, it's all true. It's all true. It's all true. Yeah. Like, as told by the people who were there? Or, like, where is he getting these? Yes, told by the people who were there. So he's interviewing people okay. who uh, played for Waylon Jennings. There's one about Prince. I think there's a separate one about the time. Um, there's one about this guy named Paycheck Johnny. Same thing, he, like, shot somebody. Uh, but it's because he was just really Jeez. drunk and a complete fuck-up. Um, another one that's interesting for drugs, and it makes a lot of sense, is the Beatles. Uh, they were big on amphetamines and I'm, I'm 
I'm not sure, but I'm leaning towards, I read that they were big on amphetamines when they were doing the the thing in Europe where they would play those like seven hour shows, you know, five nights a week. Yeah, that's that's the way that I remember hearing that story told, yeah. Yeah. Well, like in the Waylon Jennings one, they were talking about like, you know, you'd finish a show that you had just driven to uh, and you had to drive, not not the bus driver. So you finish the show, mm-hmm. it's 2 a.m., you've driven all day or one of you has and you have to drive all night. So you take amphetamines to keep you going. Um, you know, and Waylon Jennings was famous for staying up for three days. Um, he loved to do that for some fucking reason. And then he'd sleep for like a few days. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's just an interesting thing. Cause I, I've definitely faced burnout and so have you. Uh, and so is Will, uh, and just everybody I know, like, and it's not like unique to, to music, but it's just something that maybe isn't talked about just because of what you said, the idea that we love this so much. It's so great. You know, I'm so blessed to be a musician and so grateful. Cause that's kind of almost, uh, it's almost like forced into you and how this relates to me and it relates to you and will is our careers are more like, Oh, you're not working a lot for like a, a bunch of weeks. And then you get a thing that requires literally all of your energy. And then obviously you have to have Mm -hmm. like life as well. That requires energy as well. And then also your side gig, like teaching that requires energy. So you just fucking destroy yourself. Um, and obviously, you know, it's not completely avoidable, but like, it's just something to be aware of, you know, that, that being burnt out is yeah. unhealthy. Well, of course, you know, and I'll, I'll say to that, like, um, as a younger person, I think there's like a sentiment that like, this is what you have to do, you know? And to like, to some degree, that's probably true, right? Like if you want to, um, if you want to make your way in this industry, you know, you're going to be learning a lot of songs for the first time. You're going to be learning, you know, chord progressions and musical styles and, and idiomatic stuff like that for the first time. So it's going to be really hard. Like the first few gigs you do, you know, learning, a 40 song set list or whatever is gonna be really hard. It's gonna get easier as you get more experience and you have more vo- vocabulary as a player. Um, but, you know, there's also like, there's also something to be said for, for, for balance in your life. And I think that's where I've sort of found myself now, like in my 30s. You know, I've got a fiance, I'm settling down. Hey. I'm, um, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, I'm not really looking to, um, I, I, nor could, nor can I really realistically pour every ounce of myself into a project, you know, literally day and night, just only working on that thing. So like life kind of dictates at some point that you have to take it a little bit easier and yeah, you're still working hard, but you know, I'm not going to be staying up till 4 a.m. prepping for a gig. This yeah. is just never yeah. going to happen. At I this mean, point. unless something like magical comes up, like fucking. Uh... Sure. I mean, there's. Yeah, sure. There, There's always an exception. But I think like, 
you know, as a as a rule, I just don't really see myself doing that. Whereas when I was like 24, be like, yeah, for sure, like that's just what I'm doing tonight because yeah, yeah. I got to I got to I got to do this. I, I don't know what it is if it's a combination of just sort of becoming a little bit more established and not having, you know, like I haven't done a bar gig in years at this point. True that. So it's like, you know, not having to do those types of gigs maybe makes makes it so that I can sit here and say, like, I don't really get burnt out as much. But, I mean, you know, I, I think that there's like, I'll say this, y y there's something to be said for knowing when to say no. And I know that yeah. I've been I've been an advocate a, like a strong advocate on this podcast of like always saying yes like that's always my advice to anybody if anybody says like how do i how do i get into the industry it's like always say yes do everything that you possibly can and while um you know i think that's like a great general rule like that's a general principle to live by i think you do have to know when to Say no, and there's been a, a handful of times in my life where I've just been like, I can't, I can't do this gig. If no I do matter this how gig, much you want it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, my voice is gonna get damaged because yep. it's already, I've already lost it. So if I push through and do this gig, it's good, you know, it's gonna get real risky. Or it's like I haven't, I haven't had a good night's sleep in four, four nights. If I take on this other gig, um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get sick, or I'm gonna be driving home and I'm gonna crash my car because yep. i'm gonna fall asleep at the wheel you know what i mean like there's been a handful of times where you just your your uh your common sense if i can say that hopefully takes over and just says this is crazy i can't do this uh and there's been a couple times where i've had to do that one that sticks out to me that we actually went through with i think it was will and i it was uh we were going out to london we used to do uh, a weekly gig in London, which is about three hours away Molly from Blooms? Toronto or two and a half, three. Yeah. Oh, Molly yeah. Blooms. And we were going there and it was probably, you know, January or whatever. Like it was a snowstorm and we stopped off at Long McQuaid to pick up, um, I think it was Molly Blooms. It could have been something else, but we stopped off Long McQuaid to like pick up strings or something. And I'm literally like, I'm parking my car in the parking lot and like my wheels are doing that like spinny thing. Yeah. Like they can't get any traction. Like the snow is several feet deep. It's it's blizzarding out, and we go in there and we're picking up whatever we're picking up. And I don't know how it came up, but we said, you know, yeah, we're headed out to London. We're doing this gig tonight. And the the guy kind of looked at us. He's like, he's like, you guys are crazy. Like, what are you gonna? What you're going out there to make a hundred bucks each? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This it's 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 like it's insane outside. And and I was and. And we still went and did it, and we were young, and I was like, yeah, whatever, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. But, like, I've always kind of looked back on that, and I was like, you know, was that really worth it for, you know, to make 100 bucks at the bar? And, and yeah. there's been a couple times. I remember there was an ice storm when there was literally, this was a few years ago, but all the trees were covered in ice. The, all the roads were covered in ice. Like, everything was ice. There was no power anywhere. And Oh, I in, remember this. Um, you know, Toronto, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I had a gig out in Guelph and I just, I phoned the, I phoned the bar and I remember talking to my dad and he's like, you shouldn't go. Yeah. And like, he's like, he's like, I've never told you that before. I've always told you to, to do the thing. Like always say yes kind of thing. I've never told you once not to do a gig. Don't do this gig. And I was like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I called them and I was like, I'm not coming. It's just, it's just too much. The, the driving is just too unsafe. So, you know, there's things like that. Um, and so obviously those are specific examples of, you know, of different situations, but 
knowing that there does come a point where you could just be like, I don't think I can physically or mentally handle this and sort of being able to see that coming and 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 maybe giving yourself a little bit of a break because I I we've all seen people and we've all been that person who's been um just burning the candle at both ends just working themselves into the ground and like eventually something happens and hopefully it's not too serious but uh, eventually something will happen and you'll end up having to take time off um, that happened to me and it's just not worth it so you know that's whether it's like i gotta cancel this weekend of gigs because i got i got sick because i wasn't sleeping enough or i lost my voice because i wasn't sleeping enough and singing too much or whatever like whether it's that kind of thing or if it's something even more serious like what you went through mike you know there's there's something to be said for just recognizing and i think that does come with age as much as i don't want to sound like an old guy sitting here but like the older you get you just know you're just like no i'm not I'm not. I'm not yeah, gonna do that. You get it? Because <laughs> I'm gonna. It's gonna. I'm gonna pay for that if I do yeah. that. Yeah. It's like, like, yeah, yeah. What happened to me is like textbook, textbook burnout. Like, so they mention in later uh, in a few articles that these lead to things like depression, anxiety, panic attacks, and so essentially for me, never had a problem with panic attacks. Uh, never had a problem with anxiety about music, but then when I overworked myself to the point of just like sheer like overwhelmedness essentially like i was like i had gigs after that time that i had a panic attack like pretty much the next weekend where i was like i don't know how i'm gonna learn these songs but i'll make it work and i had been like that for the last two or three gigs it was just like well you know if i just full pull a few all-nighters uh and then you know that sort of thing and just work on it every waking hour i will learn these songs because once again i was really shit at learning songs and i was learning them wrong and we've talked about that as well Uh, the reason why i like this subject too is it ties into like our marathon mentality that's the only like theme Mm. i can think of uh that our podcast has it's like the marathon just make sure that you're thinking of everything you're doing like a marathon because if you if you don't certain decisions that you make are short short short-term gains but long-term you're just fucking yourself and this is one of those things um this one thing that I want to mention uh, is a huge shift in my thinking. Um, and it was partially, I think, from my experience with the panic attacks. So me growing up, when I got into music and realized I wanted to do music, I had this thing where I was like, I want to be the next fucking, like, like it. You know, I'm going to fucking, like, be uh, the top tier of my... Um, class of whatever so say for instance as a guitarist i'm going to be like the best guitarist you know at everything yada 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 uh or i'm going to be super famous and super successful and i want to be like michael jackson i want to be like prince i want to be like james brown i want to be that level and i don't think like now now i'm not like that and i don't think you should almost want that because those people don't seem to have had good lives like to be at the very pinnacle the things that they've sacrificed um and the 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 physical and mental ways that they've burnt themselves out once again it's my opinion that i shouldn't want those things maybe you do want those things uh it's just something that people don't consider to be prince 
you essentially had to physically destroy yourself and mentally destroy yourself. Uh, and the, you know, the path that he was going to end up on was as, you know, someone who is addicted to drugs, you know? So it's just interesting that this is something that I've realized now as someone who has been burnt out, obviously not as much as Prince, not as much as, as Michael Jackson, or, you know, this is me assuming things once again, I'm not psychiatrist but um it's just a funny thing to realize that if you keep pushing yourself maybe you can do it for the next 20 years but your quality of life will be garbage you know there are people who are not like prince and michael jackson who have great careers um and you know they aren't living these essentially hellish lives even though they have money and everything prince was extremely lonely i don't think you could say that prince was happy or that anyone around him mm. would say that he was and same with michael jackson like i don't think anybody says that he's unhappy but i would imagine he would be based on the way he lived his life you know um and also the things that he it's pretty i don't want to say obvious that he did them but the evidence stacks against him like it seems like they've destroyed themselves to a level that I don't want to, you know? So as I get older, I realize that you can pursue this thing, but also not destroy yourself um, as, as much as they have, which may seem crazy. Am I crazy, Al? Prince of Michael Jackson, you mean? Yeah. Um, well, it's a, yeah, it's an interesting thing because I agree with everything that you're saying in the sense that you could strike some kind of a balance, right? Yeah. Like you don't need to to uh, to to go all the way um, and you know totally uh, sacrifice things like a family life and like your well being and your health and your mental yeah. well being and your mental health. Um, you don't, you know, that's not a prerequisite to being a musician and being successful. Yeah. Um, and on the on. The flip side of that, being the most successful and the greatest is not, does not equal happiness. What you're saying yeah. is like there's immense sacrifices that happen there and that might actually not be the most sort of, I don't know, fulfilling is the right word because it would be pretty fulfilling to be the greatest, but then it would also be like, you you don't, you don't might have to sacrifice your own happiness to get that fulfillment, which is kind of a weird thing thing to think yeah. about but like um but i i think that fulfillment and happiness are maybe two slightly different things um so i agree with all of that and i find it interesting to think about it. it's like is it a prerequisite to make all those sacrifices and to essentially destroy yourself to become one of the greatest yeah i don't know I mean, the only person that's popping into my head right now that doesn't seem like they've really had that kind of, and I'm sure there's lots of examples, but the one that really, the only one I can think of off the top of my head is Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, he if seems you think to of tour any, a like, lot. Um, he tours, still tours a ton. Yeah. So like, whatever he's done, um, maybe that's the, the, uh, the template for how to, you know, be a rock star, you know, a, a rock star, like one of the greatest just music creators uh, of all time and still be doing it and still be enjoying it because 
it's like you're kind of saying it's like if you just list you know any of of the 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 top you know greatest uh singers or greatest guitarists or greatest this or that it's like many of them you know have uh or had you know drug issues and like that kind of stuff and, and mental health issues like that that kind of stuff is rampant in this industry so you know is it a prerequisite that you have to sort of push yourself beyond the brink in order to be that great? Um, yeah. It's kind of an interesting thing to think of. Uh, I, I don't know if that's true. I'm just sort of positing that. Um, and I, I kind of I, I kind of feel like you almost do to get that, uh, to get art that's that uh, engaging and that incredible, you almost have to push yourself to the point of, of breaking. I, I, I don't know, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I think for, for, for you and I, and for a lot of folks, it's like, how do you strike that balance where, you know, we're not trying to be, um, the next Prince we're, we're we want to enjoy music. We want to enjoy what we do. We want to do great work, but we also want to, um, you know, take care of ourselves and, uh, and have like a good, a good quality of life. And when I say be the next Prince, I mean like be the next, whatever, you know, one of the greatest yeah. of all time is what I mean. Yeah. Um, um, you know, I'm not trying to say that he, um, you know, d- did things wrong or didn't take care of himself or whatever. I'm just saying that we want I'll to make it. sure that we're taking care of ourselves, and, uh, and we also want to enjoy our career and do great work. So like, how do we, how do you strike that balance? And I think there's a lot of people out there that are doing that. Uh, and I think that you and I are kind of doing that to some extent. Yeah. So that's, it's nice to be in this spot uh, after, you know, being in our 20s and, you know, maybe hitting it a bit too hard um, at certain points, which is what you do when you're younger. But it's nice to sort of get here and be like, okay, this is, I don't need to be the number one artist in, you know, North America. Like I'm, I'm actually, I've actually found happiness with, you know, being able to balance, uh, this career and, and, you know, sort of starting a family and, and that kind of stuff, um, is really what's becoming my fulfillment. Uh, not to say I'm never going to go on the road again. Yes. Like you do experience some burnout on the road and that's kind of its own thing, um, which we can speak to, but yeah, I, I think, uh, there's certainly a balance that you got to find. I think just being aware of it too, like that's the big thing. Like say for instance, there are certain opportunities that have come up and I've been like, this opportunity is going to burn me out. So say for instance, if I got another opportunity while I was, you know, pursuing that and learning all the tunes for it, like say for instance, this gig that I'm doing right now, the cruise ship, if there was a side gig, like uh, say for instance, you meet podcast, we get to do, you know, this thing virtually and takes up all of my free time, except for, you know, when I'm practicing and rehearsing for this gig. I don't think I could handle it, you know? Um, and just knowing that, even though obviously I could use the money and I could use the su- like success that comes from that, it's like just knowing that you, when you, something is going to burn you out so that you can plan accordingly. So Will has this thing um, and Will like does this naturally. Uh, so when he got the, he didn't get the Amanda Marshall gig, he got the audition for the Amanda Marshall gig and I'm pretty sure it was you learn the whole set. Um, I don't know that for sure, but like it was a lot of work. He was practicing seven hours a day. I think it was for two weeks 
Um, and he just ran the set, ran the set, ran the set, learned everything verbatim, solos, and like executed it at such a high level. And when he was done that, that next week he was like completely shut down and not in like a super like it wasn't like he wasn't depressed or anything he was just very low-key for the next week maybe two and it seems like that's what he does like when he burns himself out he he always really takes it easy for the weeks after that so that seems to be like Mm. a strategy even though it's unhealthy to burn yourself out i don't think it's possible to avoid it in this career um and like once again we're not doctors but it's like what are our experiences with this uh and one of the things that we were trying to think of like what are some things that we do to make this you know whole burnout thing less uh like offensive and i think it's recognizing that it's happening or that it's going to happen Mm -hmm. and planning accordingly physically and mentally like you do this all the time with with singing gigs it's like is this thing this singing thing am i gonna have a voice the next day day to do that gig maybe i shouldn't do that gig then you know is it really as important as the other things i'm doing you know uh yeah there's been i mean when i was singing a lot more lead and i'm doing a little bit less of that now that i mean doing way less of it now that it's covid but you know generally speaking like when i'm singing less lead it's not that important but there was definitely times where i would look at a gig schedule and be like buy this day like I, i'm probably gonna feel like this and that's a little bit dangerous because that's kind of self you know fulfilling prophecy or whatever it's like yeah then i'm give myself permission to feel run down and shitty but there's also like just having the foresight that okay we've got we've got two gigs on saturday sunday morning we have an early uh rehearsal or like an early interview somewhere and then sunday afternoon we have a show it's like this is not going to go well you know, yeah. you could just look at that schedule and and decide that it's not going to go well. So whatever, if you have to do it, you have to do it. But if that's every, if that's a day to day thing, then you know that's going to be problematic. So, um, yeah. But there's always been a thing for me. I don't know what it. I don't know where this comes from or what what this is about. Maybe it's just me being lazy or something. But like I've. I've never um, been one who, like, willingly sacrifices sleep. Like, mm. I really value it. Like, I, I've, I've, I, you got to fight me pretty hard if you want me to, like, stay up All and night. then get up early the next yeah. day. Oh, like, if I know okay, I got to get yeah. up early the next day, you know what I mean? If I know I got to get and and, you know, anybody who knows me is probably laughing right now because, like, there's been a lot of situations where it's like oh let's hang out and it's like man we gotta get up at seven tomorrow i don't want to hang out till three yeah and you know people want to hang out and i gotta be the guy that's like no i'm going to sleep because i don't know for whatever reason it's just really important to me that i get that good night's sleep uh, i think as a as a again like as a singer it really matters um oh but God, i think yeah. in general if you're trying to inv- in in if you're trying to avoid burnout you know you got to get sleep i mean <laughs> like this is going to sound even worse but like i would rather be like you know if i got a 40 song set list to learn i would rather make a couple of mistakes than you know lose an hour of sleep also <laughs> like, too i would argue that you would make more mistakes say for instance the the situation that would happen a lot with me is i would get to these gigs and be so wound up that i would make mm. like 
mistakes that someone in their right mind wouldn't make. You know what I mean? So yeah, mm-hmm. maybe I won't know note for note, you know, some solo to a song or something like that, especially for a cover gig. Maybe like certain details will go under my radar um, if it's a gig that that's okay. Um, but yeah, like certain things like just hearing where the song is going, like following my instincts will go so much better if I've slept, you know? Yeah. And, and I, another thing I want to bring up is I think there's a mentality that every opportunity is your last opportunity. Yes. Like if I don't get this or if I turn this down or if I don't make this audition, I'm never going to work again. Yeah. yeah. I think we all know that feeling, right? And it's uh, it's a good feeling because it motivates you to do well, but it can also be a negative feeling because it's like, oh, I've, like I really don't think I can – um, I really don't think I'm going to make this gig, but like, I got to try, you know? And then that, that's one of those things. And I'll, I'll tell you a personal story about that. Um, I had an audition for the musical come from away. Yes. Um, that, uh, spoiler, I did not get the gig. Um, <laughs> and the audition was for mandolin, Irish bazooki and acoustic guitar. So one of those three instruments I play, <laughs> two of them I don't play, okay? I own a mandolin, but that's just for messing around and maybe laying some stuff down in a recording environment where I can, you know, punch in and edit it later. Yeah. I don't play mandolin well, okay? And then Irish bazooki, I didn't even know what that was. So <laughs> I, got this, I got this audition, and I was like, this gig is huge. Like, if I get this gig, this will be amazing and it would be it's an amazing gig i know some of the pays people that well, are on man. that show and it pays well and it's a, it's it's steady work it and pays it's, more it's than great well. and it's a great yeah and it's a great show as far as i know i actually haven't seen it but as far as i know like it's a it's a quite renowned musical and the music's good whatever so i was like i got to do whatever i can to try and get this gig this is a huge opportunity and yeah. um I don't know why I, I still don't really know why I got this like audition, but there was a call and um, somebody and you said, Hey, do you want to audition for this thing? Do you play Mando? I was like, kind of, they're like, cool. I'll put your name in. And I was very thankful, very grateful. Yeah. And I get this audition and then I get the music and I'm like, it took me a few days just to acquire a bazooki. And then, <laughs> um, you know, and I'm learning this stuff and I'm literally practicing really fast like pretty much bluegrass um it's more of like a celtic thing but like if you could imagine like very kind of what bluegrass picking. Yeah, yeah picking like very fast stuff right on mandolin which is a really like physically taxing instrument because yeah. it's double stringed and the just the grips are really small but you gotta also like push down kind of hard on them and stuff uh, anyways i was practicing for hours and hours a day trying to catch up my skill level to this show that would require a professional mandolin player, yeah. which I am not, you know? Yeah. And, uh, anyways, I'm rambling a little bit here, but I didn't get the gig obviously. Cause I'm not good enough, which is fine. Cause I'm not a pro, I'm not a professional mandolin player. And that, but my, my left hand was so like, I had soreness in my index and middle fingers for months after that. Sure. Because of how, how much com- like compressed practicing I was doing to try to make this audition 
that realistically I had no chance of making. And, you know, I was, I don't know how old I was, maybe 27 or 28. Um, so it wasn't that long ago. But, you know, it was just like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best. You know, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do my best. Yeah. And, and, you know, do I regret doing it? I don't know if that's really, I don't think you made matters the wrong or not, call. But, it just, it, it, but it's like, yeah, I, I, you know, I think if I were given that audition now, I'd probably look at it and be like, I'm not the right person for that gig. So like, no matter how hard I work, I don't believe I'm going to get it. And I have other stuff going on that I, that needs my focus yeah, and attention. Yeah, yeah. And I can't really risk injury um, trying to cram, you know, five years plus of, you know, instrument expertise of like, you know, I, yeah. I feel like you'd have to be playing for even longer than that. But I'm, you know, maybe within, you know, several years I could get that good. Cramming that into two weeks uh, is not not a not like a, a shrewd move, I don't think. So that's, you know, just one example. It's one of those things where it's like sometimes it's the right move, sometimes it's the wrong move, you know? Like sometimes I felt like with this gig that I'm doing right now, certain moments I was literally holding on by like, like uh, you know, my fingernails, you know what I mean? That's, that's mm -hmm. an expression I think of a lot. Uh, it's just yeah. the idea that, you know, when you're really stressed out, if you can just, just, you know, keep on there by just the tips of your fingers um sometimes yeah. it really pays off but yeah it's true like sometimes it's like yeah what if you fucking got that gig you get the gig you make a bunch of money but your fingers were fucked then they'd be fucked after the show you know like you do the show yeah. all the time it would be probably five nights a week right um uh yeah probably more than that there might be like a matinee as yeah, well yeah and but yeah well i mean yeah and i think you know, in your case with the gig that you're on right now, like you can look at the material mm. and you know you can do this. Mm -hmm. I, I, I I looked at this material and I was like, I don't know if I could do this. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like it was like, what the hell? Yeah. You know, I think it was like a clear. I was in over my head, and I probably should have just been like, you know what? Thank you so much for considering me. I'm not the right person for this. And I think there <sighs> is a time and place. There's a time and place to say that, and I don't want to. I, I would never want to encourage somebody to err on the side of, you know, being too conservative and saying, oh, no, no, I don't think I'm good enough. It's like, no, push yourself. You can do this. Yeah. If you're, you know, but then there's also, uh, I, you know, I won't be, I won't be climbing Mount Everest tomorrow. You know? Yeah. There's no yeah. amount of, there's no amount of pushing myself that's going to make that happen. Well, there's certain um, things too where like, if you're already <laughs> doing pretty well in one arena, and then this other thing comes out that's completely outside of the arena that you're already doing well in. And it's like, yeah, you know what? I, I, I might be able to string this together, but it might kill me. It's like sometimes yeah. that's like not the move. But sometimes it is like you just hear about those wacky things where someone gets, you know, uh, an opportunity. So it's, it's, it is hard. It's, I think the big thing with burnout though is just like, yeah, recognizing that you know when like when it's gonna happen or that it's happening to you. Sometimes it sneaks up on me and it's like, Mike, you're you're getting into that space again. Uh and we know what happens yeah. when we get into that space. Um and as There's much, a feeling, right? Yeah. As much as you want wanna be successful and be like that guy, it's just like I, I remember I said this, uh I was talking about this once, I was like 
you know, I work soul crushingly hard and I kind of got off on saying that that's not something you should get off on. You know, I work soul crushingly hard because (laughs) 10 years from now, there's not going to be a person left after that, you know, like you ain't going to have no soul. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like I guess that's the spiel about sleep though. You got to get sleep. Uh, knowing when to yeah. say no. I think there's a difference between the feeling of really pushing yourself, but being like, I'm getting this. I'm doing this. Yeah, I yeah. see the finish line. This is working. And then there's the, the there's a very fine line between that and pushing yourself and being like, I'm not getting anywhere. This yeah. is not happening. And like being able to identify that because, uh, yeah, I think it, there is a very fine line there. But I feel like we all know it. I think we can all intuitively, feel it yeah. When we it's just like, choose to ignore I'm it. I'm pushing myself. Uh, you know, okay. Here's a cheesy example potentially, but like I started doing, uh, I went started going to a bouldering gym before. Oh yeah. Things got locked down, and I was I was having so much fun, dude. And I I suck. Like I can do the first yeah, it is two fun. or three levels of the climb okay me too but like when you're doing this this climbing you know you don't have a rope on you it's not very you don't go very high up so you got no support right so when you you know if you have to bail you just you fall down and you land on the the uh the spongy you know crash pad or whatever and you're fine but there's that feeling when you're in the in the middle of the climb where you're you're pushing yourself as hard as you can to make the next move or whatever but you know you're gonna you're you're like i'm getting it i'm doing it if this is like the hardest it's been so far but i i can feel like i'm doing it and then there's there's other you try these other climbs and you're like i'm pushing myself as hard as i can there's no way yeah there's just no way and there's this a fine line because sometimes you got to push yourself sort of beyond your comfort zone but there is that fine line where you know it's happening there's only so many times too in your life where you Cause I, I don't think I've been at this point. Maybe I have, I think when I was kind of at the point of, of panic attacks and trying to get back into music, I was at one of those points where it's like, um, like just at the, the end of my wits as a human being and like just pushed beyond the point that I thought I could. Um, but it'll work out. Um, and I, I, I think you can only do that so many times. You know, like, say, for instance, if John Mayer fucking called me, or, like, say, for instance, if I got a production gig, which I would be pretty out of my depths on with, like, some huge artist, if I dedicated all of myself to it and just, like, almost destroyed myself, I think you, you can only do that a certain amount of times in your life as a human being without facing, like, dire consequences. Um, the one thing that... Uh, mm. we, we skipped over that I think is super important and and uh, for me as a physical thing has been so helpful is effective practicing. The reason why I burnt myself mm-hmm. out is I'm, I wasn't good at learning tunes. Um, you know, I wasn't smart about it. I would just sort of smash my head against a brick wall essentially and hope that it would break. And if you do that enough, it breaks. Um, but I wasn't... Eff- or your head does. Yeah, that's exactly it. Both happened. Uh, but uh, yeah. eventually I learned the tunes. But if you're smart about the way you're practicing, taking breaks, you know, sometimes, like say for instance, when you cram before a test, it's counterintuitive to be like, maybe I should take a 15 minute break. But if you're studying for a solid eight hours, you're not getting eight hours of studying. If you study for 45 minutes, take a 20 minute break, 
and then study for 45 minutes, take a 20 minute break and do that for the eight hours is way more effective. Uh, stuff like that, yeah. like it makes a huge difference. Um, one of the things that we were going to talk about as well is, you know, alcohol and drugs, you know, if you find that you're, you're, uh, getting too on top of those, that can be, a it can be a dangerous thing. Like that's definitely a, a thing that they mentioned about burnout is that people turn to these things. You hear the expression, we work hard, we play hard. There's a reason why they yep. play hard because they've worked so hard, you know, in these extreme situations. Um, I mean, one of the things that I've always found with burnout, if I feel like I'm in a situation where I'm, I'm, I'm very inspired by what I'm doing, it's easy to not get burned out. And also too, if I have like, a good group of people around me, like not even that I'm working with just friends that I'm hanging out or like I, I'm having a fulfilling life outside of the thing that I'm doing. Burnout doesn't seem to happen as easily with me. Mm. You know, burnout is awful during yeah. COVID. <laughs> I, I think it's, I think it, what's really interesting is when we were making these notes and we said, okay, avoid alcohol. And then right after that, you put get proper recreation I feel like though I feel like the alcohol and drugs thing is a stand-in, yeah, for you know the recreation, the the just taking some time off, just chilling, hanging out with friends, or getting exercise or whatever like that. Whatever releases in your brain and body when you do those types of things is, I think, what um, alcohol drugs are a proxy for. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I would really my personal experience, like I've never been a heavy drinker. I'm I'm often the person who like doesn't want to party as much and stuff and that's just kind of who i am yeah and especially when you're on the road i think if you're getting and i'm not trying to make myself sound like a whatever like i'm a I'm saint a perfect person like i've drank a lot of drank a lot of booze in my life like i'm not i'm not gonna I'm not gonna go and go and say that i don't do that but um you know if you're getting drunk literally every day every night on on a tour um you're increasing your risk for getting burnt out or getting yeah. sick or getting, you know, injuring yourself, uh, as a, as a singer or whatever. So, you know, but, but I, but I do think that, um, trying to still get exercise when you're on the road, trying to eat well, trying to do all that stuff. I mean, everybody knows this at this point, it's, it's 2021, but yeah. you know, all that stuff is, um, clearly the right, you know, the right way to, uh, to take care of yourself. And I'm not saying don't have fun, don't party, don't whatever, like do whatever you want. But I think, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really important if you've got your bases covered in terms of exercising and eating well, then when you do have one of those nights where everybody's sort of having a good time and you have too many drinks, you won't pay for it as hard the next day. Yeah. Um, so, well, it also like yeah. my meaning of proper recreation as well is just like, like, don't give all of yourself forever to like your career. You know, for me, like right. it's, it's like I'm a human being outside of my job. Uh, and, and sometimes yes. that disappears a little bit. And like, you know, I'm just like, I feel you. Yeah. Nose to the grindstone. You're literally saying like, like literally like make sure you still have friends and you yes. like talk to them and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause to be honest, <laughs> like you ever get that when you hang out with friends and people say it all the time, like I needed this. It's like, you need, yes, you need that. I mean, we all, you know, we all do right now, yeah. but that's exactly it. And yeah. so, you know, this'll be, 
a further reminder for for some of us. It's like when when you do get back into the swing of things, remember how much you really missed your your people during this, and make sure that you you keep those relationships because it's good for you. It's good for your spirit. It's good for your mental yeah. well being and your physical. You know, yeah. with the mind and the body, they they're connected, man. They it's together, it's man. it's a yeah. it's a whole awful puzzle. I mean, this is a weird. <laughs> this whole episode's been like a weird rant, but it's just burnout is something that I think about all the time because I I do it to myself way too often. Uh, and I think we all do, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I just think that it's something we should be thinking about and like monitoring and when it happens, it happens, just realize it's happening and do your best to mitigate the damage to curb it. Yeah. 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 So, um, we'll leave it with this maybe as a last question, but like, what would you do now if you're in a situation where, you took a gig and it becomes too much. It becomes too overwhelming. It becomes, you're feeling like you're burning out. Um, yeah, that's, whew, that's a good like, how would you manage that? What, what do you think you would do? Like if this ship gig all of a sudden was just like killing you, like it was too much, yeah. the hours were too long, the, pri- the, the rehearsal were too demanding and you feel like you're, you're losing your grip a little bit. Like yeah. what, what do you think you would do to sort of mitigate that? I think I would speak up, you know, cause I, people are more understanding to that. I think that these guys in the band could see that I was not struggling, but you know, that I was working hard. Um, mm-hmm. and if they didn't, I think, you know, maybe saying, saying in it, I had a situation in the past where I, I got an addition for not an addition. I was subbing in for a gig, but it was maybe going to lead to me being the guy. And um, it was for a band. I've been playing this person's music, you know, when I started playing country gigs and uh, they were on a bunch of set lists that I had to learn. And, and so when I got the, the gig for this band, I was really excited. I even in my folder in my Google drive, you know, wrote the person's name with an exclamation mark beside it. Cause I was so jacked up. Um, but yeah. uh, so, I got the gig, but I also had to work that that week. So it was only a week to learn the tunes. It was just under a week, actually, to learn the tunes. And very high, um, what's it called? It's not sample rate. Very high. Resolution. Yes. Um, and so I was, it, it was one of those situations where I was like, you know, I'm just going to put my sleep aside. And I actually didn't make the mark, uh, which I, I didn't quite crush it. Um, but even if I did in hindsight, really what I should have done is told my boss at the teaching thing, found a sub, you know, um, I don't know mm. what just happened to my voice there, but, uh, you know, <laughs> and like, jumped up, up here talking about this one. Yeah. Ugh. My, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe it would have let down my boss, my students. And, you know, maybe I might've lost a student cause I'd subbed out a bunch in the last bit. Um, but at the end of the day, I think I would have felt better about this gig, you know, uh, cause at the mm-hmm. end I just felt like I cheated myself out of it, you know? And the same with this, if it, I would do whatever I could to mitigate my stress. So say for instance, if this podcast was a problem and I really felt like if this, this gig was like John Mayer, if John Mayer, you know, decided like, I'm going to be your guitarist, sorry, not my guitarist. I'm going to be his guitarist. Um, yeah, but it was killing me to be in it. And I was like, no, but I want to keep the podcast going. Um, 
I might have to give that up if John Mayer wants me to be his guitarist. You know, I might have to get rid of right. these things that I want. Um, or I see I'm, how it is, man. I yeah, am. or I might have to, uh, you know, if I'm really into getting drunk with my buds, I might have to not get drunk with my buds for a few months. You know what I mean? I might have to give yeah, some yeah. things up, yeah. uh, get better sleep, stuff like that. But yeah, that is an interesting question. Uh, if, if Yeah, I think position. it can be really tough, like, in the situation to know sort of what to do. But, I mean, there's another... Um, thing that I'll I'll bring up. I mean, yeah, I think like everything you said there was great. It's like, you know, if you if you can sort of divert from other things that aren't quite as pressing, then you may have to do that. If you need make sure you're taking care of yourself, don't stay up all night partying if you're feeling yeah. overwhelmed by stuff. Um, you know, that's all 100%. Um, I remember one this one tour that I've alluded to many times. Uh, this was like uh, 11 years ago now. Uh, and we were we were doing the high, it was a high school tour. We were doing it for free. Oh, blah, yes. blah, blah, blah. There was a, there, there was a, on our schedule, uh, I'm probably not going to get this exactly right, but we were, we were essentially driving from Vancouver to Toronto in two days, I think. We had two Whoa. days to drive, um, which is doable. It's doable. Yeah. Technically. Um, technically. And I recognized that it was physically possible for us to do that. Uh, did I think it was realistic? Did I think it was safe yeah. to try to do that? Uh, no. And I, I did speak up about it yeah. and I said, look, this isn't, uh, I don't think we're going to like, I'm not saying we're not going to make it, but I'm saying that somebody should be prepared to potentially cancel this gig. Cause if we get one flat tire, or if we hit some bad weather, or if we're just too tired to stay up all night and drive, uh, this isn't going to work. Yeah. So, you know, and as a result, um, <laughs> it was really weird, actually. They sent somebody out to, like, dr to be become our driver. <sighs> but, you know what? Like, <laughs> then, then I didn't have to drive. By so saying something, cool. but, you But if I hadn't said anything, yeah. yeah. If I hadn't said, and, 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 you know, and keep in mind, we were all, like, you know, 21 or whatever at this time and like had no experience driving yeah. a, a bus so it was already sketchy to begin with uh but yeah i mean if i hadn't said anything they wouldn't have you know done done what they did so um yeah i think there there's certainly times where you can look at something like that and be like i'm not saying we can't i'm just saying we might not <laughs> and uh yeah and we need to look yeah. after our we need to look after our own safety rather than uh, trying to hit a deadline that's just not, frankly, not very realistic and 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 fair to the people who are uh, who are out there trying to hit it. So, um, yeah, I think I it's a pretty that. good place to wrap us up. I, yes, I, I gotta I gotta head to a to a lesson here. Um, I gotta play some seven. Mike has been good to <laughs> Oh, dude, I would uh, <laughs> love to play that game with you specifically when you're back i would love that um, yeah that would actually be a great stream it's a great game yeah we could probably do uh, there's like a a virtual tabletop thing that's been circulating where you can play games like that yeah online um i'm sure there's i'm sure there's a, a pretty have easy a way few to do uh, but dude it's been really good to talk to you i'm glad you're yeah, yeah have a few whiskeys i'm glad you're doing well i'm glad that that you guys are all safe and that uh you know the cruise is continuing on. I hope you get to play some actual music soon. I hope. Uh, Me too. Yeah. I mean, in terms of playing live shows. Um, 
So, anyways, man, it's been it's it's been good to see you. I we're 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 sort of getting back into the swing here. Yes, feel like I we will. Feel like we're starting to hit our stride. You know, like second half of this episode, we were really starting to hit. Oh our stride. yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, man. So um, before we go, I do want to shout out the Patreon. Oh, the Patreon. If, um, that's sweet, sweet Patreon. If, if folks out there are interested in supporting the show, patreon.com slash music guy podcast. It's flexible. You can cancel any time. You give what you want to give, what you, you know, if you feel like you want to support the show, it does help us a huge amount. So we would uh, thank you very much for going over there and checking that out. Um, and of course, you can find the podcast on social media. We have Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter probably some other stuff all at music guy podcast music guy podcast.com the official website with all our past episodes you can find myself at our row music on all social media you can find michael hebs at bruno the meek on instagram and i think that just about covers it fuck yeah boy does it ever <laughs> thank you as always for listening slash watching Oh yeah, we have do we do have a YouTube channel as well, Music Guy Podcast. Oh YouTube yes, where you can watch uh, the video versions of the podcast, and or uh, if you notice that we're going live, then that means we're the, that we're you can uh, see recording. Al's dope lighting so, um, setup. He looks great now. That's it. This is the best Al has oh. looked. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got on to before we started recording. Mike's like, "You've been going to the gym." I was like, "No, I just got better lighting." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all that matters, man. You've been working out, bro. Um, thank you so much for listening. We love you. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Bye for now. <laughs>